welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through their industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Eugenio Karam, cybersecurity architect, uh, advisor, keynote speaker, podcaster, so many things. Welcome to the show, Eugenio. Ash, thank you very much. Very, very happy to be here today and speak to you with you and with your audience as well. Thank you. Thank you. You are welcome to the show. Welcome to India in this online form. And I'm sure not just in India, but a lot of people across the globe will benefit from it, from what uh, you will be going to talk about. And we'll be talking about cybersecurity. The future of cybersecurity will, with you, we will be talking about. So my first question to you, uh, Yogini, is to understand, you know, uh, governments normally, you know, they pro they uh, they promise, uh, whether they are democratic or anything else, they promise uh, security, safety, and, you know, life, uh, freedom of uh, property, life, and everything. What about cybersecurity? Who provides this cybersecurity oh. in today's time? Can any government provide it, or it will be all about the fang companies and and the lot how, how does it work and help us understand where we are today this is actually a very interesting and good question i think this is the first time somebody asked me this question so thank you very much i think government need to first of all secure the data that the government hold so they need to be responsible on the data they give to us so our social security number our passports our health information is the government entities and they need to do the security and the protection of the data. You and me shouldn't be worried about somebody else stealing our identity from the customs or from any other government entities. Unfortunately, it happened. We also saw uh, other issues when even the security and cybersecurity uh, companies got hacked and data was stolen. But this is, from my perspective, a fundamental part from government. Second, government need to educate users, not users, basically people that live in the government, in the country, also small, medium businesses on what is the best way to protect. The same as, as they're educating the people what to do with taxes and what they do sometimes with kids and how to teach the kids, they need, need to educate there. But it shouldn't stop there. They also need to provide funds, certifications, and other ways to make sure it's happening. And the funny part is that I may be fully secure as an individual. I have my own business. But what happened with my accounting? My accounting person is an amazingly smart person, but does she or he know everything about how to protect my data? What happened with my financial person in the bank? What happened with my I don't know, dentist, with my with person that fi fixing my car? They all know information about me and they need to be protected. So government will not able to do everything, but there are small steps that they need to do and educate people in other steps. Every government has uh, different approaches. I live in Canada, in Toronto. I know, for example, Israeli government in Israel, they have even a special unit that if you have a problem, if you got breached, if you got hacked, they have a call to call, same as you call an ambulance or police or firefighters, and they will help you for free in case you have a problem. 
I am not sure if any other government is doing this, but I really hope other governments in the world will also have a number when somebody can call, anybody can call and say, I'm not sure what's happening. I think I lost money. I think somebody is trying to steal money from me on my laptop is not responsive. And I see only, you know, words pay me money and somebody will be able to guide them. Right. Right, Yugen. You know about the world much better than a lot of people. You were born, you know, born in the USSR, then you emigrated to Israel at a young age. You worked in the Israeli army. And then, you know, you started your career, cyber security, cyber career at Checkpoint. And then, you know, you know about firewalls. And then you know, you move to Canada. So, so many places, so many companies, and including this big company called Harjavik Group, if I'm pronouncing it correct. Yes. You know, so all these places, different places with different security mechanisms, cyber security mechanisms. So, you know about it. That is why you are the master for today in this master class. In terms of my business protection, my personal data protection, they are all so intertwined. Whose business is my securities business? Because if a lot of governments now, you know, there have been cases that they are utilizing your data and trying to reach you or to try to convince them, convince people that so that they are the best in power and they should continue to be there. There have been different issues. Even there was this Pegasus software. So many other things keep on coming in. So if my business or my data is not the business of the government, then how do I protect myself as an individual, as a small business? How should I look at Should I consider I'm not secure, leave everything to the to God and just wait, wait, just do your business? How does it work? So this is a different ways to approach this. I think fundamentally, let me, I'm going to give you an example. If I will ask you who is responsible or of safety of education of your child, for example, or you may say it's a government, it's a university, it's school, it's the teachers. Yes. But I think fundamentally, if we want our kids to be educated, we need to safeguard and we need to understand what's happening. And if you don't like one school, we may want to move to a different school or university. Again, in the beginning, same with the cybersecurity. Yes, we can say other people may help us and their responsibility, but fundamentally, it's your responsibility to make sure it's secure. Now, you may say, oh, but I don't know cybersecurity. The same may claim if you want your kids to learn piano, it doesn't mean you need to teach them piano. You may hire a piano teacher or mathematics or gymnastics or chess or whatever it is. Same with cybersecurity. There is a ways to learn cybersecurity and there is ways to find people. Unfortunately, the issue with small medium business is cybersecurity professionals can be very expensive. So for small medium business, it may be pricey for you to go and hire somebody full time, definitely, maybe part time or maybe some consulting. So you can find a middle ground. OK, I'm going to find someone who's going to come configure everything for me, teach me the basics. And I will continue doing this and maybe sign up something we call managed services, maybe an hour or two a month, where if I have questions, I'm going to call them. The same way if you have questions to operate your accounting software or to maybe operating your TV, you're going to call your cable provider if you have a problem with this. 
The good part is there's quite a lot of information available on the internet. There are some basic guidelines that you want to do. And this could be similar to your house. You know in your house, when you leave your house, you're going to lock the doors. And if you leave your house for vacation, you go, you're probably going to go and do a tour around your house and make sure not just the doors, but the windows are closed. There is no issue in your basement. You have a basement or anything else that are related to the house if you're living for a long time. Now, if you're not familiar what you need to check, you're going to call an expert and check, hey, do I need to close my furnace? Do I shut down my water? Like what else I need to do? Same here with the cybersecurity. There are some basic safety things we want to do for everyone. For example, you may heard about two-factor or multi-factor authentication. When you want to log into a bank or when you want to log into your application, you're not just putting username and password. You have another way to verify that it's you. It could be using your phone. It could be using something else. And you may say, oh, my God, Evgeny, but this is so hard. This is so take me a lot of time. In some cases, it's a necessary evil. In some cases, it's not so hard because you may log in once from your home. You will do the second factor from your phone and it will remember that you're coming in from your home. And if you're going to go to your parents or to your friend's house or to hotel, it will see you coming from a new location and it will ask you again. So it's not going to be so hard and so, you know, tendersome to do this. So this part for me is fundamental, especially if you need to log into your bank accounts, your accounting software, the part that's really important. This could be also important when you want to log into LinkedIn or Facebook because you may do new business there as well. And here's the interesting part that many people don't do. They sometimes, for the ease of use, use the same passwords in the bank, in Facebook, in LinkedIn, and everywhere else. Like what? Because it's easy to remember. What happened? If somehow somebody got your password and you may ask how they can get your password, because let's say you use your password in some kind of small application with the same password. This application got hacked. The bad guys were able to get your password. We're not going to go into the technicality of this. But this way, they now you know your password and they can go try to log in to the other applications. So in this case, first of all, don't do this. Second, best thing I can recommend to you is use password management. Don't try to remember all the passwords. Remember one or two passwords and everything will be in the password management. The easiest things to do is even use Edge or Chrome password management. They're free. Maybe not the best. And then there is other software you can buy. Again, I'm not trying to recommend any software here. I'm not promoting anyone, but there is many password management that exist that are not so expensive that you can use as well. The other things for businesses is documents. Don't share your God documents on Google Drive, Dropbox with everyone. If you want to share a document with me because we just want to make a deal together or I want to provide a service to you, only share a document with Evgeny. Not go the easy way, share with everyone and give me the link. So there are small nuances, and I'm happy to share an article later on if you want to with seven or eight steps that are basic to basically do the cybersecurity so for small businesses. I have a blog about this that maybe something somebody will help. And if people have questions later on, don't be afraid to reach to me and ask questions as well. Absolutely, absolutely. So all, all these are good points. 
Afghani, and, and I'm sure they will be helpful. A lot of people might be doing some of it. Uh, if this can one be secured with these things? Because on the other hand, if you see, there are from medium to large scale firms with big security apparatus, with so many, you know, uh, ethical hackers on their side, with so, with so many people in their team, with so many cybersecurity experts in the team, and there they get hacked, their data gets uh, leaked. And then all you get is, you know, we are sorry to inform you that uh, somewhere, all that, I think it, they, they, there is a template, all of these companies, they copy from that template and they write to their yeah. customers. You know, how does, when these happen, I feel more insecure that if these guys have everything and they are not able to protect themselves, then I would rather think that, okay, it is better to live freely and be happy with it. How does that work? How should I understand as so a normal person or a small business? This is going to be, I guess, similar to a house. You know, you can put dogs, you can put fences, you can put cameras in the house. We all have to watch Mission Impossible and other movies, how everything can be stolen. But there's amount of effort. If the bad guys see there's a lot of steps need to be done to hack you, they may leave you alone and go to somebody else. If somebody really, 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 really wants to get to you, then the question is like, why? What do you have there that somebody wants? Usually, the small, medium businesses will not have any such a sophisticated data that somebody will want because this is the only thing they want. Now, there's other way to protect data, like encryption. Somebody can be hacked, but the data will be encrypted. So even if they're going to steal the data, they're not able to decrypt the data on the basic level. So yes, you may say, I don't going to do anything, but if you have important information about your bank accounts, about your kids, maybe documents, maybe photographies that you don't want people to see, then you should put the basic steps to do it. Now, how many basic steps? It all depends. If you're a company, a small medium business, and you generate, I don't know, let's say $200,000 a year, you're not going to spend $100,000 on security, but you maybe spend 5% of this money on cybersecurity, 10% of money on the cybersecurity. Or here's an interesting example. If you're a small, medium business, try to calculate what will happen. And this may be like a homework for everybody that's listening right now. Try to calculate what will happen if you're not going to work for one day completely. You're going to be shut down. How much money would you lose? $100, $500, million $5,000, $1,000,000. This will give you an indication, oh, so if I will lose one day of work, I'm going to lose this amount of money because I'm not able to support my customers, people not able to buy my software, whatever I'm doing, doesn't matter what I'm doing. So if I spend, let's say, two or three X of one day for cybersecurity and can avoid not losing these days, would I spend it or not? Unfortunately, majority of the people want to talk about this, but when I ask them, let's calculate, let's understand what we're actually losing, because at the end of the day, we're not doing cybersecurity just because we want this, because we want to support the business as well. They don't really know what are we protecting, why we need to protect it, and how much money they can lose. Right, right. In, in terms of, you know, small businesses, if they... Uh, if they have to deal with somebody, how do they know, okay, uh, this is the right suggestion somebody is giving? There are 
hundreds and hundreds of things available in the market. So how do I pinpoint that this is what will help, help me in terms of protecting my business? Second thing is, you know, a lot of people were help, uh, hopeful, especially small businesses that with the Web3 coming in, with the AI coming in, there will be more, you know, positive environment in terms of cybersecurity. How does that look like? Should I be more hopeful towards the future? Or will AI will, you know, nowadays there is not much talk of Web3. I don't know why. But if they were even talking the same thing about crypto. And then all this suddenly is now there is this talk of AI. So do we think that AI will be the answer to uh, to all our cybersecurity problems? Or is it going to increase it? So let's separate things. Uh, there's a couple of questions here. Number one. How do I know if I'm buying a consulting services or a company or vendor will help me? I guess it's this different, the same idea of if you want to do a haircut, how do you know if this <laughs> if this person will do a good job? I watch, you, I watch all the people coming out of that saloon. I know that, okay, yeah. there is a good haircut. So you go, you're going on Google Maps, you check, you check in reviews, you call your friends, you ask your WhatsApp guys, I want to have a new haircut, who you recommend. So you're going to your friends and you're asking, who are you guys dealing on cybersecurity? Now, you may have an IT person that give you laptops, screens, whatever it is, network. You might ask them, hey, I already trust you here. I need help with cybersecurity. Do, or do you do cybersecurity or do you know anyone else that do cybersecurity? So from this perspective, of course, you can go on the internet and ask, I need help. And you get hundreds of people jumping on you and trying to help you. But I'll suggest, first of all, to see the reviews, check on LinkedIn, see what people are saying about this, and definitely ask your friends. So this is a question about how you find someone that people trust. Web3. Web3 has been kind of, you know, on and off. Two years ago, everybody going to Web3, and then like, ah, nobody cares about Web3. And then we're going to Web3, and then it's all up and down. We're slowly getting there. The Web3 will change some things, will make things easier in some cases, and definitely going to create new problems as well. We definitely see in technology, we come up with something. Look on ChatGPT. It came out, everybody was so happy for two months. Oh my God, oh my God. And then three months after, or maybe even less, oh, I can use ChatGPT to create malware. The bad guy is going to use ChatGPT. So now we find multiple ways to use ChatGPT as bad thing. Similar to if I take a knife, I can create a meal or I can go and hurt someone. I hope not, right. but... But the, the, the same too. So AI will help with cybersecurity a lot. Why? Because if I use it correctly, I will be able to go through information faster. And I'm not saying AI will use help cybersecurity everywhere. If you find a vendor and they're saying we're using AI, it doesn't mean magically they, they are the best. But depend on the use cases. I think there are some use cases where AI will help. It will be much faster to answer questions, much faster to go through information. It doesn't mean if I have AI, it will magically be able to stop every attack. No, I don't think so. Now, because AI can be used by bad guys, they can use the same mechanism to find different attacks, to sort through information quicker. And so it's similar in a way when we come up with new technologies that can be used for better and for good. Overall, we are still very early to understand the big impact on AI and everyone. Now, there's a lot of talks about, do we going to write books or the AI going to write books? 
if the AI will become a project management manager tomorrow. It's hard to say. The world is moving very quick. Think about this. AI existed for a very long time, but with ChatGPT announced itself in October, so not even a year, there was so much noise and everybody feels like, oh my God, AI just started right now. But no, AI has been around for a long time. It just exploded even more right now with generative AI. Right. So it will be interesting to see what's happened. For everyone, if you talk about cybersecurity, if they tell you we have AI in our cybersecurity tool, it doesn't mean anything. What's the use case in AI and how they use it? This is the most important part. Right, right. So in, in terms of what uh, about you, your company, about you, where do you come into the picture and for whom do you come into the picture? Is it for small businesses? Is it for very big firms? How does it work? And what do you exactly do there in yeah. terms of creating so, something? I have several offerings and several kind of slices. First of all, I have a podcast with a friend, with Dimitri. This is a security architecture podcast where we have several channels. One channel is very technical. And the second channel called Cyber Inspiration, where I'm interviewing founders on their motivation to start the company. Not very technical, very fun conversations. And everybody that wants to learn about starting a company definitely suggest to listen to it. There are like 47 episodes there. So this is one part, it's a media part. The consulting business is, I actually not consulting with end users mainly. I'm consulting with companies that are providing consulting. So I'm consulting to consulting. So this company called Managed Service Providers, this company called VAR, Value Added Resellers, and some cybersecurity vendors as well. So I help them to create a better product. I help them to go to market. I do a lot of technical discussions, help them to sell better. For the small medium businesses, I'm not working directly because I'm not working with customers directly, but they're close to my heart and I'm trying to help where I can. This is why I think it's important. And if somebody has a question, I'm more than happy to jump on the call and help. I'm not going to stay there for a month, but definitely happy to help for half an hour, an hour to have a discussion. Absolutely. And how, how what's the best way for them to connect with you, to learn more from you, and also to engage with you professionally. I think... Questions? Yeah, it's almost back. Just hang on a minute. getting connected this is what technology is sometimes one small thing you can go out must be some problem it is trying to connect back if any is trying to connect back be here we'll get his details and cybersecurity there is so much to learn about and is one of the very Big guys into this industry. He knows about things. He's been in different countries. He knows about the securities apparatus. How different companies, different uh, organizations, they put their security in place. And I'm sure he'll be able to, you know, join back as soon as possible. And though we were already just finished, but there was just this last bit of 
anything to add on and in case he comes back it will be good please tell me we to say goodbye and he is back yeah i'm not sure what happened yes. no problem don't uh, it, it it just just went off maybe some technical yeah error. i just so, i just wanted to yeah, say so, that the best way to connect me is going to be through linkedin let me post the link here i don't know if people can see it or not but here's the best way to connect with me and okay. here is the podcast website if you want to hear if again i'm not sure if it's going to everyone or you can later on put it there right i will put this uh, about the linkedin thing in the show notes so that people can connect with you uh, there uh, you get it and in terms of you know you are also writing a book uh, very quickly if you can tell us about the book that will help people so that they can know there is something important coming out yes the book it will be about communication and soft skills and it will help people that are in saas and cybersecurity to connect better with people when they're selling wonderful wonderful on this note it's a wrap on this very special edition of the kj masterclass live thank you so much indeed for joining us thank you very much my pleasure to be here Thank you.